Okay, so it's my favorite part, trending topic. I feel like this is my favorite. No, it's my favorite part. And we've already established in previous episodes this is trending topics is my favorite part. So as of June, I think we're gonna have to check the tape on that, but you go first. Okay, fine. So let's talk about the, the higher qualifying rate. Uh, as of June 1st, there's an update to the qualifying rate for uninsured mortgages in Canada, which applies to properties with less than 20% down payment. Now this change should not have much impact on pre-sale as mortgage financing is arranged at unit completion and not at the time of purchase. The impact of this is a drop in buying power of four to 5% though, as the minimum stress test rate has increased from 4.79% up to 5.25%. Now the goal of the stress test is to ensure the financial security of home buyers if they were to be if we were to see rapid increases in interest rates um, and and obviously put people into sort of a stressful financial situation keep in mind though that the change in buying power from interest rate decreases as a result of the global pandemic back in March of 2020 resulted in a 5% increase in affordability so essentially this change has nullified the additional affordability we saw last year um, and uh, and really unfortunately tends to hurt the first-time home buyer and those in the entry-level price segments the most I think it's also important to note that when you think about the pre-sale transaction, it impacts that transaction differently than the resale transaction. Uh, the completion timelines are anywhere from 18 months, and in some cases in excess of five years away. And we know that the bank rate uh, and that new hurdle rate in, in effect is only going to have a, a cascade effect upon completion, which is three to four years away. So our expectation is when it comes to pre-sale pricing, uh, OSFI is going to take some time to really begin to inform how projects are going to be deemed affordable or not from a mortgage standpoint. So the next topic, this is one that you and I- It's a big one. It's a, it's a good one. It's something that we're talking about regularly in our boardrooms. Um, the conversation is all around, has the resale market peaked? Uh, Metro Vancouver experienced a degree of softening potentially in the coming months, similar to what we went to into, through in 2018. Uh, now we've all read the headlines. Uh, many of them are talking about how homebuyers should be a, a concern about home, home affordability or the lack thereof. They should also be extremely cautious uh, about purchasing a home today and potentially paying record prices. So this is a topic that is going to continue to trend. And, and we're looking at this from the perspective with both a macro lens, as well as wanting to really dive deep into the data. Now our advisory department prides itself on actionable intelligence and each neighborhood is unique. And we wanna make sure that we're understanding those markets deeper and a little bit more thoroughly, especially when we're talking about making predictions. Mm. So let's look at some of the numbers in Greater Vancouver. The last month's sales were 27% over the 10 year average. So the month of May was 27% over the 10 year average, and that's just under 4,200 transactions. We would have been begging for that at any point in 2019. Anytime in history. <laughs> any time in history, that's a very good market. Sales ratio in the greater Vancouver, uh, they are resting around 39%. 39%, these are huge numbers. In the Fraser Valley, those sales ratios are hovering around 50%. Now they have trended downward slightly as supply has come on. But here's what we do know about those ratios. It takes less than 90 days of sales listing ratios above 24% for the market to experience upward pressure on price. And as you'd expect, both markets are experiencing a ton, you know, in some cases, a, a, a wall um, uh, of appreciation across the benchmark composite. And pre-sale is also demonstrating a similar trend, 50% month over month absorptions. And then you look at what's to come. Right, and this is, this is where I think the conversation has to be directed. Mm -hmm. Immigration, 1.2 million over three years. Air travel and tourism, right? We're gonna start seeing boats in the harbor again, which is something that we're very excited about. Bring back the cruise ships. We have an expanding economy. We have an inflation of construction costs. And that's important because in most cases, most of the projects that are sold out today and completed in the next 18 months are actually being produced below replacement cost value. So what that means is that you could build that same project today without rising price points. And then of course, 
the same topic of conversation that we've had for the last 40 years in Vancouver, which is considerable undersupply of housing options. So our prediction is, is that we're likely not going to see rampant price escalation, but the next one, five and 10 years are going to be very, very similar in growth and challenges to what we've experienced in the last decade. A doubling of real estate values over a 10 year period. New energy centers are going to continue to emerge um, and we're going to see that happen further and further east. We're also going to see the most sought after real estate in the lower mainland remaining the most expensive. And, and I don't think that this can be stated enough. The world around us is about to open, right? We know this and Vancouver is going to be a tremendous benefactor of both local and international demand. So if you ask us, uh, where does the lower mainland going in terms of real estate values? Our position is that it's going up over the next 12 months and it's going to continue to go up over the next decade. Yeah, I mean, I don't think I could say it better myself. Um, I think, you know, right now, uh, perspective is everything. And so in the short term, as people begin to travel a little bit more, we're allowed to get back to normal life in the summer. We might see our sales month over month trail off a little bit just in the next couple of months. But we're still going to see, you know, well over 2,700 transactions in, the, in Greater Vancouver, which signifies a very strong market still. We're still going to see some upward pressure on price. And then we're going into sort of the long-term view, which you just touched on, which is we know the borders will open, we know more people are coming, and all of those other fundamentals are in place. So um, it's it's interesting that people, you know, uh, they want to sort of talk negatively or they're worried about the market suddenly because we've had a couple of like decrease in sales volumes. Uh, but really, when you take a step back and look at the overall market, uh, we're in a really strong position today. We're going to continue to be in a very strong position. And in fact, it's actually still only going in one direction, and that's up. Suze, I, I think that's a wrap. And maybe, maybe one of the best trending topics that we've had so far. Yeah, I think so. That was fun. Like I'm, we sure we'll, I'm sure we'll talk about it again next month. <laughs> <laughs> and the month after that. And the month after that. Um, as always, if you guys found value, uh, I'm going to say give us a high five, hit that like button, and we also would love it if you hit that subscribe button. That's going to give you access to so much, in, uh, so much product and offering. Uh, that can be coming into your inbox. Most notably, our pre-sale pulse, which is every 30 days. It's gonna give you access to the newswire as well. That's a daily roundup of some of the hottest topics that are trending in our space and a variety of other services that are advisory that we're here to share with you. So looking forward to see you online and in one of our presentation centers.